The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Schadenfreude? Everybody must have screamed, ah! He's a sung hero. Little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hey! How's it going? It's pretty good here. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 18 TCU, and one streak had to end, and it was not the TCU. One streak continued tonight, and one stopped, and for everybody (laughs) that is a fan of WVU, um, we're biased, but we're glad that the five-game losing streak is over. WVU beats TCU in Morgantown tonight, and with this win, I'm excited to tell everybody, WVU has mathematically eliminated the possibility of having two seven-game losing streaks. It's impossible. They can't do it. 13 games left. Big 12 tournament game. They'll play at least one, so that's 14 games. They can win. They can lose 14 in a row. I don't think they will, but they cannot lose seven <laughs> times, win a game, and then lose seven times. They can't do it. And so I'm excited about that because they did that last season, and they can't do it again. So that's great. And was this a cakewalk? Absolutely not. I got to be honest. Uh, after West Virginia's loss four in a row, my heart rate is much better watching the games. Even how this one went tonight, if they had lost two in a row and then played this game, I'd have been a hot mess. <laughs> Five losses in a row, I, the pressure's off. The blood pressure is off. <laughs> the blood pressure is down. And I can, uh, I'm not freaking out because, you know, because you know. But tonight, in West Virginia getting that win, they had to go past a lot of ghosts. They saw a lot of ghosts on the way to the win. Ghosts we've seen uh, in previous games this calendar year and really all season. The ghost of turnovers showed up tonight. Um, Eric Stevenson had four turnovers, just getting hung up and, and trying to make very difficult passes. Uh, Jimmy Bell struggled with turnovers tonight. The ghost of an untimely technical foul. Looking at you, Trey Mitchell. Yeah, the guy got your arm to get animated like that. Um, You know, you just can't do that. But that ghost came back. The ghost of same Trey Mitchell. The ghost of one of your main guys fouling out with lots of time left. Eric Stevenson did that earlier this year. Tonight, Trey Mitchell fouled out with eight minutes left. The ghost of fouling a three-point shooter. And I got to say, not just one ghost. (laughs) 
two things happened in the second half that really was incredible if you think about that they happened. We saw it happen, and West Virginia still won the game. First of all, West Virginia could not stop fouling three-point shooters. Were they all fouls? Who's to say? Were they called? Absolutely. And it and not once, not twice, at least three times. And if I watch it again, maybe four and possibly more. And it's not, those are things you do that are dumb. And so that was either a ghost that was super busy or multiple ghosts for that one. And then the other thing that happened in the second half, did TCU miss? I mean, I know they did. They ended up making just half of their shots or over half of their shots. But did they miss in the second half? You could have asked me that with seven minutes left. And I said, no, nope, they haven't missed in the second half. And so the ghost of a double-digit halftime lead evaporating. And we saw that happen at Kansas State. And it happened again tonight. Lead goes from 18 late in the first half to two. And so all those ghosts showed up at one point or another during the game. And so it's coming down to a two-point game, under five minutes left, TCU fouls Jimmy Bell. Because why wouldn't you? Uh, That is the right move. Scouting report, uh, he's either going to make it or you foul him and then he can. What's happened this year is that Jimmy Bell has not made his free throws. Eight for 20 from the line going into this game. And so TCU makes the right play. Shout out to the fans in the Collie. They went library quiet for Jimmy Bell when he went to the free throw line with under five minutes left in a two-point game. And Jimmy Bell made both free throws. And were you expecting that? I was not because that was going to be another ghost was untimely missed free throws, but we did not see that ghost tonight. Uh, There was some free throws missed late, but the game was already in hand. And so crucial moment free throws, and none were more crucial than those two. Jimmy Bell made them, West Virginia up four. He did turn the ball over. Somehow the ball, when he took it over his head, got behind his head and then in the TCU guy's hands. So another ghost popped up. And then uh, West Virginia forced TCU into a turnover. And the next possession, Eric Stevenson, solid pass to Bell, who was wide open underneath, slam dunk, six-point lead. Joey T makes shots on on the next two WVU possessions. Eight-point lead, and that's it. That's the game. And so it's great to win. This was not perfect. This was not... um, I, I I told you about all the ghosts that we saw tonight, and yet West Virginia was able to overcome and get in the win column. How'd they do it? Well, how was this one different than the other five games in the calendar year and in the Big 12 Conference? Well, there's plenty that you can look at. I'll give you four main reasons how West Virginia won this game. First of all, you know, I get on here and I talk about Historically, this is what happens. And something happened this week in a season full of news items that have been mostly bad. Here's a good one. And it happened on Tuesday. And it was a good turn of fortune. And 
let me just ask you, in the state of West Virginia, if there's one, if there's someone you could go to when you need a turn of fortune, who would it be? Anyone in the state. It doesn't have to be human. That's right. A lot of people in the state of West Virginia, and I'm, I am dead serious, would say, you know what? I need, a, I need a change of fortune. I need to go see Baby Dog. And Coach Bob Huggins was in prime position. And I don't, my, what I understand is that Bob Huggins went to Charleston to be recognized by the governor for being a Hall of Fame inductee, the Basketball Hall of Fame. What wasn't reported and what I think happened is that Bob Huggins needed needed some good luck. <laughs> and so he didn't go to Governor Jim Justice. He went to Baby Dog. And hey, you know, the picture of Bob Huggins, <laughs> Baby Dog, the governor, and Ren Baker, find that on the internet. It's my new Twitter profile picture. And I love it. And it is a picture that I will cherish forever. And where's baby dog in the picture? Of course, baby dog's in the power seat. She's right in the middle. And Ren Baker is standing and Bob and Jim are sitting around the, around the one with the power, baby dog. And I throw these stats around, hey, West Virginia finishes with a losing record every time they lose four in a row in a season. I don't have a stat until now where what happens when Bob Huggins goes to Charleston and kisses the ring of baby dog. I don't have that. We're in unprecedented territory now. And I have a stat now. WVU is 1-0 after Bob Huggins going to Charleston to meet baby dog. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I mean, Kansas City was doing ring around the rosy today. Will they do that in the playoffs? Can you bet if, <laughs> if the Kansas City Chiefs is going to do a ring around the rosy play? I'll look for it on DraftKings Sportsbook. I wouldn't put it past them. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Second thing West Virginia did to break the losing streak. They played TCU in Morgantown. I told you they was going to harp on it tonight. TCU's never won in Morgantown. They put the graphic on the tv this is the kind of luck this is not really luck as far as how the basketball was played but at one point the espn plus team which i'm sure are fine people 
They do like the graphic of stats on the left-hand side, and they decided to put that the graphics up on the left-hand side when West Virginia was having a hard time like getting trapped and stuff <laughs> close to the half-court line. And so it was like seven seconds of us seeing infographic and the infographic blocking all of the action of the basketball. Good news, the ball got out of the infographic, and I think it ended up in a positive play. <laughs> That's not. It's just it that part of the game, and that was in the first half. It felt like, I mean, we not only can WVU not catch a break, the people filming them can't catch a break in that they've timed this infographic and it blocks play. There, there's there's never action on the left hand side when they pull that up. The, the action is if the if the basket on the right hand side of the screen. You're focused on the right-hand side of the screen. Blocked it. Anyway, I don't understand how the Oklahoma schools can come to the Collie and just act like it's no big deal. You know, the Collie means something. It's difficult to win in the Collie, you know? And Oklahoma schools, not as difficult. TCU, impossible to figure out. 11 trips to Morgantown, 11 defeats. And there's been some close calls. Freshman Javon Carter got fouled going to the rim late in overtime. Foul called, two free throws, made them both to ice the game. 2019, sad season, three overtime win. Remember Jordan McCabe? This was Emmett Matthews' freshman season. Huggins had already given up on the season, playing a bunch of young guys. Jordan McCabe played 50 minutes, scored 25, scored more points than NBA great Desmond Bain that night and West Virginia won that one. And in 2019, they ended a five game losing streak by beating TCU at home last year, seven game losing streak, senior day, TCU comes to down, comes to town. West Virginia finishes the regular season with the win. And tonight, five game losing streak, TCU comes to town. I guess what I'm saying, long, long story short, TCU in Morgantown is the get-right game. It's been staring at us all along, and even Vegas knew that it was the get-right game. WVU 0-5 in the Big 12 Conference. Favorite going into this game and covered. So when we talk about the gauntlet, it's like where's the get-right game? Circle when TCU comes to Morgantown, when they come to the Collie. Third thing that West Virginia did to win this game, they slowed down TCU, mostly, you know? There when TCU cut it to two, West Virginia had a miss. Two passes later, TCU's getting a layup on the other end. And that's how they want to play all the time, and yet West Virginia made enough shots to slow down TCU. And, and, and so they made TCU play half-court offense. They are not good at shooting threes. So in a half-court game, you got to make twos. Now, West Virginia helped them out by fouling them when they shot threes. So that's not great. But if you can slow TCU down and make some shots, you, I mean, it, against any team, if you make shots, you're going to have a chance. But specifically against TCU, it's hard for them to run off of make, and they'll run off of make. Tonight, barring a couple of exceptions, WVU slowed down 
TCU. And the pick and roll defense was better in that they just decided, especially they they ran a lot of miles doing pick and roll at the top of the key with miles with the ball. And so Jimmy Bell just double teamed that every time. And two guys on the the guard in that scenario and TCU in those four on three scenarios, they couldn't they couldn't make WVU pay. And so that that works. And so the defense, yes, TCU didn't miss in the second half, it felt like, but from a game plan standpoint, West Virginia did what they needed to do tonight by slowing the Horn Frogs down. And then fourth, as far as individual performances, I think the one that stood out was Kedrian Johnson in that he played the most minutes. He's he's in a groove as far as getting to the basket and finishing, like hanging and got a big guy jumping up with him and able to hang and, and get it around that guy using the backboard. Like, I feel good about the Kedrian Johnson drive. And he's sometimes he was driving and getting on the inside of a guy driving to the basket. Like the guy was guarding him from the outside, which is kind of wild. I don't know how he did that. 10 for 10 from the free throw line. He was a technical foul shot guy in the first half because Jamie Dixon got called for a technical. He made both free throws and him and Joey T out there together. And they are out there quite a bit, especially in the second half. Huggins likes that. I like that. And I just, after being in a funk a few games, Kedrian Johnson seems like he's back in the grove. And he's he's my guy tonight as far as uh, reasons WVU on the court was successful. And then other smaller reasons, talked about Jimmy Bell and those important two free throws. He won the Battle of the Bigs with Lampkin. Both guys lost a ton of weight. They showed the picture of Lampkin freshman year versus what he looks like now amazing so those guys getting it done on the weight loss i didn't i didn't actually know that jimmy bell lost weight i haven't heard about that but jimmy bell 15 points 12 rebounds got the replacement jersey in the first half i mean it how we've this is now the second game where i've seen a replacement jersey with eric stevenson having them break one out earlier this season just a weird season overall five of six from the line for bell and again, those big ones to put WVU up for. Trey Mitchell, Eric Stevenson. Stevenson, after making a couple shots early, not a great shooting night. Mitchell came back down to earth, but those guys had a combined seven assists. So they were helping the team in other ways. And Huggins tonight shortened the bench. Really, it was just Toussaint and some spot minutes from Wilson and Okonkwo, but shout out to the Mo Wagi minutes. Really solid. Picked up an easy bucket late. I'm sorry. Shout out to the Wagi minutes. Mo was really solid tonight. For someone who hasn't played a ton of basketball, his move late in the game where Stevenson wanted to throw him an alley-oop and he threw it back out so West Virginia could run clock, that's a high IQ basketball play. Was was it stylish and was it in control? No. Was Stevenson in control throwing the alley-oop? No. But Wagi got it back out. Smart play. 
And Waggy played 10 minutes. He fouled a ton as he does, but he was solid on defense, finishing. Like, I like what I saw from Mo Waggy after, after a weird stretch there late in 2022, where it's like, can Waggy be on the floor this season? He's proving in good competition that he 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 deserves uh, the backup minutes for Bell. And so West Virginia is one of five now. They are not in the basement of the Big Twelve. That distinction goes to the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and those you know those fans are fine folks there in Lubbock, and I really feel bad for them. But they are sitting at zero and six. And West Virginia has won a game in the Big 12. And so the question now, it's one win. And ultimately, I'm still going with my it's trouble when you lose four in a row stat. But there's a new stat in town. It's, and can the baby dog effect break the four-game losing streak curse? Are you a DC person or a Marvel person? You know, you know the difference. DC, Superman, Batman, Catwoman, Robin. Uh, you know, DC, Justice League, Zack Snyder. Isn't he in the DC universe? Then you got Marvel, Iron Man, Black Panther. Doctor Strange, love. Captain America. Captain Planet. Is that right? Anyway, if you know the difference between DC and Marvel, then you probably have comic books. And you probably have comic books that you would like to sell to somebody. And that's where Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles come in. You call them at 304-416-3631 and... Tell them you've got DC comic books, Marvel comic books, other comic books, and they'll say, yeah, I'll buy them and I'll give you cash money. So comic books, action wrestling figures, sports cards, give them a call, 304-416-3631, Freeman Sports Card and Collectibles. Since we last spoke, the baby dog visit happened. Yesterday, the day before, West Virginia made the announcement on a new assistant coach, and they hired a Bob Huggins guy. DeMar Johnson played for Cincinnati with the Kenyon Martin team. NBA lottery pick, tall guard when he played. Uh, After his NBA career, he played overseas. Before he came to WVU, he was the director of player development for Cincinnati. And this is DeMar's first assistant coaching job. So Larry Harrison, tons of experience. The replacement, never been on the sideline as an assistant coach. And so I don't. Do you know what each of the assistant coaches does? I mean, I know they're involved with the recruiting and stuff and they do things like they're in the huddle and stuff. Like, I don't know what goes into being an assistant coach. So I am not equipped to know exactly what role he's going to fill during games, but I know what Bob Huggins wants DeMar Johnson to do. 
and he wants Demar Johnson to uh, recruit the DC area. Demar Johnson, one of the greats coming out of the DC area, National Player of the Year, Huggins said in his post game press conference, and so he's known there. And Bob Huggins wants some DC guys, and so he thinks Demar Johnson can do that. We'll see how it plays out, but similar to the baby dog stat, WVU one and zero with Demar Johnson as an assistant coach. And so the next game for WVU is Saturday, 6 p.m., ESPN proper. So the the main channel, ESPN, West Virginia plays in the Collie again, and they'll play the Texas Longhorns. And Texas has an interim coach. Google it. They're coming off a loss at Iowa State. By the way, this is the most Big 12 basketball I've watched in a season. Love watching Kansas State. They got the monkey off their back and beat Kansas in overtime. Kansas is like Jason Voorhees. You can't, you think they're dead and they're not. And so you just got to, Kansas State did it. And Iowa State, they only have one loss. And that's a tough place to play. And Kansas is, you've seen what Kansas did to WVU, and they are really good. So those three teams are tied for first. Texas has lost two games in the Big 12, and Marcus Carr is really good at basketball, and Tyrese Hunter is really good at basketball, and Teddy Allen's brother plays for Texas, and Teddy Allen's really good at basketball. So can, so all those guys are good. Texas is really good at basketball, but can DeMar Johnson and Baby Dog get WVU on a winning streak? We'll find out Saturday. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Listen on all the platforms, including YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 11 wins and 7 losses.